This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football is our religion. The Wonghor Stadium is our church. Nigel Clough, the God we choose to believe in by name, I am your priest. And if there's ever one lesson that one needs to learn as a Mansfield Town supporter, it's that it ain't over until it's over. With less than 50 seconds to go, Mansfield through Hawkins, get it down the left-hand side. Then we'll have a throw on this near left-hand side. 40 seconds to go. Mansfield need to be quicker than this. Jamie Murphy leaves it for Stephen McLaughlin. The Stags are doing their own undoing again. 30 seconds now remaining. Here is Oates on the edge of the box. Reese Oates turns. Yes. Shoots. Yes. 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 Can end off the post and it fell for Lapsley who put it into the back of the net. Oh, of Athletic 1. Oh my and god. Bill Town 2. Oh, oh my god. Stag. Rizos has just done a rocketer. Turn it the post and it's. I'm telling you now, it's written in the stars. It's just come back. It's hit Lapsley and got into the net. George Lapsley's dramatic late goal seconds from full time gave Mansfield Town all three points at Oldham yesterday and put another nail in the Lactic's coffin. But for the Stags, it's all about climbing them back up the league ladder. They're just one point outside of the playoffs and just four points from the automatic promotion places with games in hand over everybody. Plus, third place Northampton to play next Saturday afternoon and league leaders Forest Green Rovers to play twice. It's all setting up to be a tense end of the season as we hit the final 10 games. Can Mansfield Town achieve a dream? Can they go on to secure promotion? It's all in their hands. This evening we'll reflect on all of the drama at Oldham Athletic where despite coming away with three points, Nigel Clough would have been left disappointed by some of his side's display. 
where for a large period of the first half especially, Mansfield Town simply weren't good enough. But as Clough said to me after the Rochdale game, it's not all about performance at this stage of the season, it's all about putting the points on the board, and put the points on the board, they did. As always, come and have your say on your team. Who impressed you? Who didn't impress you? What were your views on the late dramatic goal? Can Mansfield Town achieve a dream? And much, much more in between. Have your say in the comments on the live feed now on the show. For the fans, by the fans, this is the Mansfield Matters podcast and this is the Sunday Sermon. Take your seats. It's about to begin. I genuinely think that that noise and the scenes at the full-time whistle are ones which will live with me for a very, very long time to come. George Lapsley bundling the ball into the back of the net with seconds to go not only made me eat my words, but also set up a very hilarious intro to tonight's show. My name's Craig Priest. Hello and welcome to the Sunday Sermon on the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield always matters from minute zero to the <coughs> very last second. And it's at that point that we say good evening to Nathan Edge, who's got Sir on his banner, never leave early. Come on, what happened? <laughs> My dad, that's what happened. This in, in recent times it's happened I can well it's probably happened more, but I remember two occasions. One was Notts County away when Kane Hemmings got a last minute penalty. I'm sure you remember that one well. Um and unfortunately the other one was Saturday afternoon. We left at about 92, 93 minutes. My dad had to drive down to Somerset afterwards, so we had to get away really quickly. And we missed that moment. Absolutely gutted. But wasn't at the same time. One person who doesn't didn't miss the moment was Clive Parkin. Good evening. Good evening, Craig. Good evening, Nathan. Good evening, everybody. Take yes, I didn't miss moment. it. I didn't miss it because uh, I've now got into the habit, like lots of other travelling fans, to stay after the final whistle and help the celebration along. Um, <laughs> and it's a it's a great reward as a fan to be able to do that at the moment. And even when we haven't won, we recognise the effort that's gone into it, and we'll stand and applaud the fans anyway. But you're right, Craig, in your intro, it was a, an unforgettable scene, really, at the end. Of the, uh, there was less than 1,400, which is a, a really good following anyway, but there was fewer than 1,400, but we, we were so loud in that stand. And yeah. uh, I, I listened to some recordings from the other side of the ground earlier today, and it, it was, it was a, it very impressive. I mean, we um, were I'm located sure. in the, the press box, which was about the halfway line, roughly, and you could hear it loud and clear. You couldn't hear the Oldham fans bar for the one gold which they scored and even at the full-time whistle I'm stood pitch side waiting for Nigel Clough to, to come out and uh, you can hear the Stags fans singing down the road. I think um, I feel sorry for Nathan for missing uh, the, the most exciting goal of the season um, and I really can't uh, support the reasons for it. Your dad really shouldn't have put you through, through that. I'll tell you, he's, he's get... lucky it's not Father's Day today because it would have been cancelled for him. I'll I mean, you. for the benefit of everybody else, the reason his dad dragged him out early so he could travel down to 
Burnham on Sea to go to an evening of soul dancing or soul music, Northern Soul or something. We've, we've, uh, we've, I we've made no about Northern fans. Soul. I just think it's the wrong reason to deny his son of a great goal on a great occasion. I, I and, say... and a friend as well. We had somebody else with us. Oh, uh, well, we had my brother and and a, and a friend who goes to most of the matches with us. And uh, let's 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 say my dad was was apologising profusely on the on the way back. He he knew he wasn't in the in oh, our popular well. box. That's all right then. No, it wasn't all right. It's not all right. No apology will make up for it. I was going to say what will make up for it, but I think you've already uh, you've made your mind up. As always, get involved in the chat and have your say on your team, and uh, just tell Nathan how good a moment that goal was. Uh, celebration, like wise, all, all of that. Yeah, just just get all of that in there again, and just really rub salt into the uh, the wounds of Nathan Edge. Jim's kicked us off tonight, and he says, "I stand corrected." I thought Hawkins should have been up front but rec uh, recently, but have rejoined the camp with those who want him <laughs> at the back four with JJ until the end of the season. It's one where he will play here, there and absolutely everywhere because he did go up front for about half an hour um, and then went went to the back again. We're all over the place. And at this point in the season, Clive, I actually couldn't care less um, who plays where as long as Bishop plays in goal. I'm not bothered about who plays where as long as we grind out results because at the start of the show when I usually do commentaries I do a little two-line intro to sort of set the scene as you're supposed to do then I go into oh and Mansfield have made one change from the side which won at Rochdale in midweek as Ryan Sturkey drops to the bench in place of Kieran Wallace Mansfield lineupers and then I would go for Mansfield will line up in a 3-4-3 or a 4-4-2 or whatever I've stopped doing that now I just read it in number order because Nigel Clough you, you just it'll start with one but then after 10 minutes, when it's not going well, it'll just go to another. And we must play about four or five formations in the game. It doesn't matter now, does it? It doesn't matter. No, and you know I'm very bad at formations anyway. I can't see them. All I can see is players running around. And uh, the, 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 the reality is it's a very flexible squad. And I think Clough recognises that the players can do a lot of different things, a, lot, a multitude of things. And I think that's, that's been good for us. But let's just reflect on, on the game. I mean, we weren't playing very well and, and we were playing against a side that's desperate to get something. They worked their socks off. And in the first half, bar the first 15 to 20 minutes, they dominated the game. So something had to change at half-time. Clough did some things and actually it worked. And Jordan we, Bowery is what he did. Jordan well, Bowery. And, and don't forget, Lapsley came on and contributed yeah. as well. I'm not, I'm not talking about his goal. I think he, he brought something to the park anyway. And, and I'd, I'd have him in my opening 11 anytime but the, the the situation is we're not the manager Clough is Clough's no, far better at it than we are uh, although a lot of our Stags fans on the uh, social media seem to believe they're better managers than he is but we we, we always have that uh, but but the, the the thing is we win when we shouldn't have done that's two games we've snatched towards the end well very much at the end of the game mm. and actually that augurs well for the success for the season because We've had it done to us so many times when we've we've been we've lost point a point or more at the end of a game because of our opponents managing to do something at that period of time. So it's lovely for us to do it now, and it sets us up nicely for Tuesday because it takes some of the pressure off the Hartlepool game now, as, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, very much so. N Nigel Clough uh, was speaking uh, a couple of weeks ago, Nathan, about what he wanted from these three games. You know, the the Rochdale game. Uh, the Oldham game on Saturday and then, of course, Hartlepool on Tuesday night. And he was sort of saying, oh, we, we take five points. Well, already we've got six. So, uh, you know, we're ahead of the mark. And I think if he comes away with a point from uh, tomorrow night, he'll be, he'll be satisfied. But really, if we if we win, then it could be a big, big, uh, almost 
almost like jumping on a trampoline. It's like a very big <laughs> spring in our step, isn't it, going into uh, what will be the final nine games of the campaign? Yeah, it, it would. It'd be absolutely massive. I think the fact that we managed to change, you know, turn that one point into into three points on uh, on Saturdays, as, <laughs> like you say, has took that bit of pressure off uh, for Tuesday. Obviously, we're still going to want to go there and, and get some points as a as a, as a minimum, but um you know <coughs> most of the results uh well some of the results went for us as well uh on saturday which which was great but some of the others still still won so we've kept up with them which is most important um but now we've got the like I say these games in hand where it's an opportunity if anything for us to go and um and take advantage of that so it is refreshing in a sense that although obviously we want to be playing better like we were uh, you know, just a couple of months ago, the performances aren't quite there as as, as they were. But the most important thing is that we we are still managing to grind out these these results, and um, hopefully, by virtue of getting such a late winner in the in the way it was, and you know the atmosphere, etc. Hopefully, that gives the players a bit of bit of a boost again, and you know take us into Hartlepool sort of with a spring in a step. As always, keep your comments coming in and have your say on your team. We will skip those uh, which are similar because there are loads flooding in, so we don't want to go over similar comments. But keep them coming in. Every comment is always valued here on the Mansfield Matters podcast. Uh, Sullivan says, "What a win! Was unbelievable yesterday after we scored. Think it's a turning point for the promotion. Four points off of third with three games in hand and a win against Northampton." will do it for me. Don't forget, we've got Forest Green in there to play twice um, as well. I think if we can get four points from the next two games, I think that'll that'll uh, do us nicely as well and stand us in good stead. But there's still a lot of football to be played, especially for Mansfield. So we need to sort of keep our eye on that and not get too carried away as yet. Gaz says, some game. Uh, Stags Chat says, Marek Steck hasn't played one second of a league match this season but instead has showed an impeccable attitude towards wearing our team's shirt. He's always got time for the fans, gives his gloves away to young fans. When we win, he celebrates like he saved a last-minute penalty. There's no sulking or moaning. It's never about him. It's always about the team. Yeah, absolutely uh, echo those those comments, Clive. A, a brilliant, brilliant guy in and around the dressing room. Would have been so easy for him to, uh, you know, to, to throw his toys out the pram and go, I want game time. I want to move. I'm not going to train. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. But he's Model pro all the way through is highly, highly talked about, um, you know, in and amongst the, the dressing room. And uh, it's just incredible to see that uh, even when you're not playing, we are a team, we are a squad and not just 11 players that are out on the pitch wearing the shirt. I think being the second choice keeper is probably the worst position to be in in a, a team like ours because you rarely, you rarely get uh, opportunities and uh, uh, you're sitting there hoping that the... Uh, the first choice gets injured or something because that's the only way you're going to get on. Um, but there was talk at the beginning of the season that there was relationship issues, possibly because of rumours about him refusing to take uh, a loan elsewhere or to be transferred away because um, he has a contract, he's entitled to see it through and that's perfectly right. But I've seen no evidence in both conversations I've had with him and his uh, actions um, on the field that is anything other than being committed to the success of the club. Um, and he'd, he'd walk into many another League Two or, or even higher club as a goalkeeper. Yeah, he really would. He's a very model pro. Let's not forget, again, he's played championship level and, and done so consistently well as well. Um, Roger says, I was one goal scorer from the perfect prediction. Unlucky. Um, still got more Roger. Points. Still got more points on the board than what we did, though. So... Uh, 
There you go. Uh, Perch was solid as a rock, says Chris. Um, uh, and Tim says, yeah, he's growing in stature game by game. Exactly what he needed as well. Craig says, what a great way to celebrate my birthday yesterday with a last gas winner. Happy birthday. Hope there's not too many endings like that the rest of the season. My heart will not take it. Well, may, maybe Nathan, maybe your dad did the right thing because obviously I was on commentary at the time. And when I was stood talking to Nigel Clough, this is a good 10, 15 minutes after the full-time whistle. The fans have gone and everything. My heart's still racing. My hand's shaking like a dog. And it's, it's it, I don't know. Like a dog? I, I, <laughs> You know what word I was going to put before that? I was just trying not to swear. Um, and, and honestly, the more these games come thick and fast as, as it accumulates towards the end of the season, we all need to make sure that we've got a medic and a defib standing by. Well, it's, it's one of those. It's, it's, it's a business end of the season. So, um, you know, and, and the thing is, it's, it's all important, isn't it? So... Not only, I mean, it's good to get a last-minute winner in any game, you know, at, at any time. So, you know, for that to, to happen, is superb. But I think when it when it means so much, and I think when it's when it when it's away from home, you've got a you know such a great following as well. Um, you know, in front of our fans, it's, it all was sort of written in the stars in a, in a sense for it to 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 work how it did. So, uh, and and um, yeah, I, I don't know if we could take that. Too too often towards the end, last you know, towards the last uh, few games of the season. But um, you know, I'll tell you, it's, it's part of the roller coaster of football, isn't it? And um, you know, I, I think I think we might be in for a few more moments like that. N- not necessarily um, you know last minute goals, but nervy mm. moments anyway. That's for sure. Yeah, it certainly will make it interesting in twenty years' time when we're reflecting on uh, a future stag story series, talking about this current season, about uh, the interesting twists and turns. More on the previous 20 years, later in the show. Uh, what's wrong with Ollie Clark and George Maris in mid, uh, the midfield? Mrs. Maris says, Paul, I asked uh, Nigel Clough about this yesterday in the post-match. Uh, well, he actually offered it up himself, to be fair. Um, it says, everyone's fit by Ollie Clark. And he actually said, George Lapsin. I went, do you mean yeah. Maris? And he was like, yeah, the, I get him confused. And we had a bit of a laugh about pulling names from a hat. He said, that's how we pick, from the, that's how we pick the team. Um, yeah, so both injured uh, at the moment, so we're not in the squad. I would expect as soon as Maris is back fit to be influential in there because I, I agree, we are missing Maris's uh, impact a, a little bit in the middle of the park, Clive. Although I have to say, um, I felt Kieran Wallace grew and grew into the game yesterday. I felt second half, uh, especially when we came out um, in the 15, 20 minutes that he played, when did he go off? He went off for... Uh, uh, for Lapsley on, oh no, he didn't. He went off for Stirk on just after the hour on sixty-six minutes. So for twenty minutes in the second half-ish, I thought he was tremendous. Yes, I agree. I think uh, he's, a, he's. I think there's some future wrapped up in the lad, and I hope we can uh, develop that into next season. He's certainly got pace, and he's uh, he's got a degree of ability. But it's like all the other players that have come recently; they take time to bed in, and mm. they don't always get it. And uh, you know, I'm. I'm I get a little tired of people criticising the newer players because they're not hitting the the grass 100% right from the start. You know, and we've got a player with premiership experience who's, you know, finding it difficult to match his talent to the requirement of the game. Um, He'll get there. Um, Hopefully uh, we'll get, you know, some really good performances out of him going forward. And we're going to need all of the squad now for the next 10 games because they're coming thick and fast. And they're going to they're going to get tired, and we've seen evidence of players who are really tired on the pitch. You know, my uh, my, my dad would argue, oh, for professionals, they shouldn't get tired; they should be able to play every day and go out fit. But uh, you know, he 
Ian, who was never a footballer. But the, the, the situation, we've got a decent squad. And while there's no injuries or very few injuries and no suspensions, we've got an abundance of riches. And I think uh, that's a, one of the challenges that Clough has to deal with. And he'll never please everybody. I have to say, one player who's getting a little bit criticised at the moment is Jamie Murphy, Nath. But I actually felt as the game went on yesterday, similar to Wallace, that he actually grew. And I think with Murphy, it's just about getting the right people in and around him. I felt that after probably about the hour mark, his movement was quite fluid. He offers up gaps in midfield. He really started to show his quality driving with the ball. And like Clive says, it's just a, a, a case of being a little bit patient, letting them settle and letting them keep hold of the game and just trust trusting in the process of Nigel Clough and his staff to, to make the changes <coughs> to either take him off and give him a rest or to get players on and around him that can help his, his game to grow. Similar to what Jordan Bowery's impact did, did, uh, did on uh, on Saturday when he came on at half-time. He went to the right-hand side, which meant that we had another option to play down, which then meant Murphy could float a little bit more and get in, in, involved and showed his, his class in, in, in spells. Yeah, I mean, when the when the starting lineup uh, you know came out an hour before kickoff, I think you know I'll, I'll hold my hands up and I'll be honest, uh, with probably a lot of fans, um, I was disappointed that yeah. Bowery wasn't starting in, in place of Murphy. I felt like you know, that would have been the and, you know the, the wise wise change or you know that what should have happened really. But that said, you know I'm not going to be too critical of of Murphy because like like Clive says, it does take time for some players to settle in, and you wind back the clock a little bit and. Start of the season, Reese Oates. You know, there, there's some criticism coming his way, and you look at him now; he's absolutely on fire. He has been for for some time. Um, you know, Hewitt as well, another one that <laughs> everyone he was awful for the first few games, but then he's been pretty pretty consistent and most improved one of the most improved players. So you know, it sometimes takes a bit of time to to settle in and to to click and to learn to uh, work with all players. And I and I think he's. He's probably working on his fitness as well. Like it's going to come, but you just got to be a bit patient with players. But as long as we've got the tools and the you know the personnel to change it where it's needed, and and I'm going back to the top of the show where mm. he was going about on about formations, having the flexibility to change it like that as well um, is, is massive when it's not when it's not quite going to plan like it was uh, you know, for the first half of against Oldham and. and uh, for, for parts at uh, Rochdale as well, it, it's it's massive to be able to change a game like that. We've certainly got the O tools to change it. I thought he was uh, incredible again uh, yesterday. Once he got hold of Hallam Hope and sort of managed to to get him marked out of the game, I thought it was. Uh, I thought he he improved as he went on and on. And no coincidence, Clive, for me that uh, I don't believe in coincidences that O starts the last two games and uh, oh, we win the last two O2, the, We win the last two games as well. Forget no win, no Quinn, no win. No John Joe O'Toole. Yeah, it's definitely got... It's, it's not it's got the same ring, has it? I, I'm, no, I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm struggling to get a rhyme there, but we'll find one. It might have to rhyme with a biscuit, I guess, at the end of the day. But what we've uh, what we've got in O'Toole is a man with plenty of experience alongside another man with plenty of experience. And and um, that's we're profiting from that now. The only question mark was always going to be over their um, uh, availability and fitness. But I have to say, there's been nothing so far that I've seen from O'Toole to suggest it's anything other than 100% fit. Um, and uh, I think he's, he's certainly to, he's certainly brought solidity to the game. And uh, go on, ring it. And uh, and I think, you know, we can operate with five at the back, three at the back, whatever we need to do, because we've got that core strength there now. And it's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit of a shame for Rawson, because he's done nothing wrong. In fact, with player of the month prior to then not getting this first choice pick. So 
it is it is a tricky one at the moment. But I have to say, I'd rather have that problem than the problem that Clough had in the first third of the season when we hadn't got any defenders. Yeah. What about no O'Toole? The loss will be cruel, you know. Needs yeah, needs work. I mean, it's yeah, no business. It's, it's not many, I think, it's I not think many words to... of O'Toole. I'm not gonna lie. You'd have to be a fool not to pick O'Toole. Would probably there it is. There <laughs> it is. Oh, well done. There we go. Well done. I mean, if we had Alan Wilson with us tonight, I'm sure we'd have got there about 20 minutes. We'll have ago, a rap but, right yeah, now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we would we'd literally have a full-on song and, and jingle. We'll, we will get that sorted, don't worry. Uh, for those asking, by the way, uh, Mr. Wilson, not with us this evening. Unfortunately, he's tested positive for COVID-19. So he is uh, resting up and uh, just enjoying the show along with you guys in the comments tonight. So from all of us here at Mansfield Matters, Mr. Wilson, we hope that the missus has got the kettle on, that she's providing you with your favourite biscuit and that you rest up soon and we will see you back, hopefully in action pitch side on Saturday afternoon as Northampton come to one core stadium. Keep your comments coming in. Let's scroll through a few more of them. Nathan says, Nathan, the goal was amazing and the crowd <sighs> erupted. Great scenes at the full-time whistle. Um, Roger says, a Jekyll and Hyde first half and then Clough gave a pep talk and everything else is history. They scored a very, very good goal. I asked Nigel Clough, before we started the interview, before the camera started rolling, had his heart rate returned to normally? He went, my heart rate's fine, but it wasn't at half-time. <laughs> Yeah, and you can you can imagine why because they did need a, they did need a bit of a a, yeah. a rollicking for want of a better word, Clive, didn't they? Because first half, first twenty minutes, incredible. I actually listened back to the commentary earlier, and um, and actually Oldham didn't touch the ball for a good 30, 40 seconds until they put it out for a corner. Their first touch was to put the ball out for a corner. Had we scored from that, I think we'd have actually pummeled them four or five nil. It was only our own misdoings, sloppy passes here or there, taking one or two touches more than what was needed, overplaying passes at, at times, which sort of led us down. And the, the one negative for me, and this is not to pin blame on any player, Stephen McLaughlin's excellent going forward, but at times he gets caught at the back. And uh, yesterday it has to be said that their uh, their winger, uh, Jack Stobbs, absolutely did him for pace and, and outskilled him for, for their goal, put in a wonderful cross and we just didn't deal with it. And it was our own misdemeanours why we ended up conceding that goal. And it wasn't, it's not the first occasion that that's happened yeah, over the Mac last is, three or four Mac games. It's better when he's got that roving forward brief, I have to say. And he was easily overtaken uh, by their player. And the the cross that was put in was magnificent. And, and the guy who headed it in did a really good job. I've no complaints about conceding a goal like that, but it shouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have happened if someone else or even Macri had done the job properly. But we've, <coughs> excuse me, but we've uh, we've got the ability to get back from that, and we've proved it. So I have to say, I'm really pleased we didn't pummel uh, Oldham mm. because I think Oldham deserved a lot out of the game. They worked their socks off on in the certainly in the first half and for most of the second half until they lost a little bit of steam, um, and they were discouraged by the equalising goal as well, of course. And I'd really hate to see. A club like Oldham Athletic go out of the league. I'd, yeah. rather, I'd rather Stevenage went. <clears throat> yeah, there's I a few that you could choose in their place, isn't there? Yeah. No, I, Stevenage, I, just Stevenage. I'd, I think... I'd, I'd, I'd let Barrow go as well. I mean, well, no, uh, no, I can't. I've got to defend Steve Barrow. Evans is not a Barrow. connection with them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All, right. All right, Barrow and Stevenage. You know, I mean, I mean it's no, it's not Scunthorpe looked like they're beyond hope at the moment. So it's them and somebody else, as far as I can see. And I hope it's not Oldham, but they are likely to be the one that go down the ones that go down with them and looking at form i mean you can't lose is it six on the trot or five on the yeah, trot? six on six on the spin that they've lost, <laughs> and yeah. expect to, to get away with it so but there you go <clears throat> we, we we don't have control over that 
but I, I like the club. I like the fact that it's a northern mm. club. And I, I, if we're going to lose anybody out of the league, let it be a southern club, please. Yeah, I, did, I have to say, actually, of all the, the home fans divide. or opponent, opposing fans that I've dealt with lately, because obviously I'm in the home end when it's an away game with, with the press box and everything, <laughs> Oldham fans were actually not very nice and welcoming. And, you know, they were very congratulatory, whatever, um, of us. Unlike Rochdale. Yeah, in the uh, in the last minute, unlike some of the Rochdale fans and uh, uh, a few others, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, I could note it. I could mention Tranmere over uh, over the last few games, etc. So uh, I wish them all the very best. And as Chris says, I think that Oldham were very good. They pushed us all the way. They did um, indeed. Uh, Paul says, feel sorry for DJ not getting a game when Barry came on in the second half. He made uh, the difference uh, twice this week. Says Stuart, we've got away with it. Smashing grabs. At this stage, I'll take ugly wins every day. <laughs> big, big week uh, coming up with three tough games. Uh, Philomena says, uh, do you think Hartlepool will get battered? I don't think there's a question of uh, being battered anywhere, to be honest. I think it's we've got the capability to turn teams over, but we've also got the capability to be turned over ourselves with the way we defend at some times. Um, another one for you, Nathan. Uh, Craig says, ask Alfie how good the goal was. Uh, he had Mansfield to win 2-1 and Reese Oates to score at any time. 20-1, little £52.50 return for him. It was such an awesome feeling. Um, let's have a look at that. We'll come back to that one uh, in a little bit um, as well. Um, we'll come to some other comments later on as well. I think now's the, the high time for us to take a little drinks break and get a little bit of reaction from Stag's boss, Nigel Clough. Not the full thing uh, this afternoon because he is available to watch on iFollow in full and an interview with uh, George Lapsley as well. But for now, let's uh, sit back and enjoy uh, as we hear from Stag's boss, Nigel Clough, speaking to me for Mansfield 103.2 pitch side at the end of the game. Could that be a season-defining moment? We'll know in about six weeks' time. Uh, I don't know yet, but it feels uh, pretty important at the moment. And I thought we were a little bit fortunate today. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Because like you say, definitely an element of fortune with the game. But when you're a team fighting at that end of the, the table, it's those moments which are there for you to take. It's incredible how it sort of the, the league table can define those moments as well. Uh, you know, when you're fighting at the bottom, things, you know, hits the post in the 95th minute. It's an incredible strike. Uh, and then lapses on the, you know, following in and we get the goal. And when you're down the bottom, things like that just don't go for you. I thought we started the game well today. I thought first 20 minutes or so we're in control once again we have to do more to go and get the first goal uh, you know they pop up with a goal and then I thought for the rest of the first half they played very well indeed it was almost like it flicked a switch within our players because like you say we started really well but as soon as that goal went in it was like we were like we were the, the side in the bottom two yeah I think it flicked a switch in theirs uh, more than ours I thought that gave them a, a huge amount of confidence uh, especially on the back of their defeat here the other night uh, and then for 25 minutes we just wanted to get in at half time 1-0 um, and then reorganised a little bit, which we did. And I thought right from the first minute of the second half, that was we, we pretty much dominated and had more than enough chances to win the game. What did you say to the lads at half-time? Because they came out looking like they were ready to, to stand up and fight. Yeah, a little bit of gentle encouragement and uh, just to try and be a bit better and the same as said after the game. You know, we're not going to keep scoring 86th, 95th minute. We have to be better in a lot of things uh, throughout the game. Yeah, and I think when you sort of reflect on it as well over the last couple of games, not quite been at it where we needed to be, but we've been grinding out results and that can prove the difference. We were, people forget early on in the season, we were excellent at times. Swindon, we lost 1-0, uh, had an awful lot of the game. Colchester, we ended up conceding a penalty that never was. And in a lot of our defeats and things, we didn't deserve to lose those games. So anything we get now is just 
balancing uh, balancing the books on earlier on in the season. Yeah, and of course you saw what it meant to the Stags fans as well. Did it make it more magical the fact it was in front of just shy of 1,400 travelling fans today? Yeah, of course, when you score. That was the play, two things we were pleased about. First of all, getting in 1-0 at half-time and then kicking towards our, our supporters. Uh, and we knew we would get one, they would suck, the, you know, suck another ball, uh, goal in and uh, they did that in the end. Uh, but Oates is two un- unbelievable strikes. I think he'd had three shots in the first 15, 20 minutes of the game. So we were we were creating then. He must have had eight, ten shots today. Uh, for one striker, that's unbelievable. But I thought we created more than enough chance in the second half. Uh, but we were quite wasteful in front of goal. Wrong decisions here or there, or poor finishing. And then the one which went in, I think you could probably sum up Reese in this statement just by saying he doesn't do tap-ins. No, he doesn't, no. He's got a hammer uh, of a shot, really. Uh, and to smack one in like he did, uh, the first one. Uh, and then to hit the second one, you know, when you're tied in the 95th minute to get half a yard on the edge of the box and hit the target and then we get a little bit fortunate but we thought the actual shot was in we thought his shot was in at first we thought he was going to go in off the inside of the post and across to the other net side netting uh, but there's Laps doing what he does well and he's right in the six-yard box Stakes boss Nigel Clough speaking to me after the game yesterday at Oldham if you want to watch that in full and an interview with the uh, Stags winning goal-scoring hero George Lapsley and head to mansfieldtown.net forward slash ifollow We can watch those both in full. The Stags next on the road then on Tuesday night as they make the trip up to Hartlepool. And you can travel with the Stags Supporters Association. Uh, It's £15 for AMBA members and junior members, £20 if you're a blue member, uh, and £25 for a non-member. For further information, call the travel line on 07-967-689-597. Make sure you give them a call and please uh, don't contact the SSA through uh, the Facebook page or the or, or by commenting. Uh, please make sure that you uh, call the travel line in order for you to get yourself on that uh, coach to Hartlepool on Tuesday night. Time now, though, before we return to the podcast to share some exciting news with you. We are absolutely delighted. Those of you who follow us on social media will have noticed this earlier today that we are delighted to announce ticket sales are now available for our event, Stag Stories Live, with not just Stuart Watkiss, the former Mansfield manager, but also his right-hand man, Neil Richo-Richardson. The event will be supported by the Stags Supporters Association and take place on Friday, the 22nd of April at One Core Stadium uh, in the 1861 uh, suite there. If you're a Stags Supporters Association member, tickets are absolutely free. All you need to do is email mtfcmatters at gmail.com with your um, membership number and you can get your ticket for free. We'll send you a discount code uh, to put it on the ticket link. If you're not a member, don't worry. That doesn't mean you can't attend. You can attend for just £5 per person per ticket. Tickets are on sale now and the link is in the description. Former Stags boss Stuart Watkiss and his right-hand man Neil Richo-Richardson will be with us for Stags Stories Live on Friday the 22nd of April 2022. Very much looking forward uh, to that event, Nathan. The last time we spoke to Stuart Watkiss, he had story upon story. So seeing him sitting alongside his his right-hand man and Andy White, his former striker and youth team project as well, there are bound to be more excellent stories which come out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, He was super last time when we spoke to him. Uh, you know, really nice, genuine guy, uh, good storyteller. 
Um, and I think uh, you know having his, his right hand man there as well, and Andy White, I think they should uh, you know play bounce off each other, and we'll have a great insight to uh, a great moment in our history. It was a great moment in our history as well, Clive, wasn't it? 20 years ago, can you believe that the last time that Mansfield promoted out of the, the division that they're currently in? Yes, it's uh, 20 years is, is showing them my colour of my hair as well. It used to be brown and, uh, and now it isn't. But it is a long time. Um, it seemed to have flown by, I have to say, but there's been a lot of things happening in the meantime. But it's a good time to celebrate. It certainly is. And uh, it'll be a great night as well, won't it? Looking forward to it. Absolutely. Yeah, can't and wait. I'm looking want... forward to uh, giving uh, Alan the mic so and do some songs. Yes, we'll get Alan singing the biscuit song live on stage. If you <laughs> tell you what, if we surpass a certain amount of ticket numbers there uh, in the next two, 48 hours, we'll make sure that Alan starts the show by doing that. We won't give him a choice. Tickets yeah, are on. Se- it will be a sellout. Yeah, tickets are on sale then for Stag Stories Live on Friday, the 22nd of April at One Course Stadium. Uh, Doors will open at 7, the event will start at 8, times to be confirmed. Stack Stories Live with Stuart Watkins and Neil Richardson, other guests to be confirmed as well, in association with the Stag Supporters Association, where members go free. Tickets, if you're a non-SSA member, are on sale for just a fiver. The link is in the description. Right, let's come back to the here and now then and come back to some of your comments. Brian says, how many points do you expect from the final nine games? I'm going to add that to 10 because we've got 10 games left to go. Um, also, what's the expectation for next season, in your opinion? Can you recommend some good um, some good places in Mansfield? No, we cannot. Right, um, let's go back to uh, that question then. So from Final 10 games of the season, Nath. Um, what are we um, What are we going to uh, think uh, think about uh, within that next 10 games? And starting with Hartlepool on Tuesday, 30 points up for grabs. What are your expectations for the final 10 games of the season? Because it's twists and turns. I don't think there's any point in thinking about next season yet. We need to focus on the here and now. It's a nightmare to try and predict because it's it's... It's just that time of the season where you've got those at the bottom absolutely scrapping to you know for safety and putting everything on the line to to get points. You've got those at the top, obviously, either in, in great form and obviously good teams because they're up there for a reason, or you, you know they, they turn up and the, the nerves get to them as we've seen ourselves in in previous seasons. So that that can happen. And then you got them in the middle of the table. That that when the pressure's off, they can suddenly turn up and turn teams teams over. So it's a tough one. It's hard as well because well, I think we have got a tough running as well. When you think they've got Forest Green to play twice, and I know they've they've had a um, you know, bit of a sort of topsy turvy sort of few you know, few weeks, but they're still top of the league by by some distance. Um, still clearly a, a good side. So they're going to be tough games. Having to go there on a Tuesday night as well. Um, you know, so it's going to be a tough running, but uh, I mean, it's it's hard to say points wise. I'd and and what we need is is, is another one. To, it's hard to say. I think we need to um, we need to be looking sort of twenty five. I I reckon to to be up there for the for top three anyway. Yeah, I think so. With it's, I don't know whether I want to where I want to focus on yet, Clyde, because there's still 10 games to go. Obviously, we've got a, a, an abundance of games in hand over teams as well. We've got about six weeks of the season to go as as uh, we say 10 games for me i think we need to take it in, in baby steps we need to 
first and foremost, get back into the playoffs and solidify our place in those playoffs before we can start thinking about anything else. Yeah, you drive yourself mad if you try and predict what we're going to do over 10 games. I mean, it's dead easy to say, I think we need 20 or 25. I'm not sure how you work that out, to be honest. But <laughs> we focus on Tuesday. Um, and if we can get three points on Tuesday, that takes even more pressure off. I don't think we absolutely need to win on Tuesday, if I'm being honest. But then we've got a home game. Uh, yes, a home game uh, against well, our friends, friends Northampton. <laughs> now, I want us to beat Northampton because they beat us, or rather we capitulated to them mm. at their ground early in the season. So we want one back from them. Um, but they're, in, they're there to be shot at. They're not invincible, but they're playing well. And we, But when we're playing well, we're better than them, I think. And then, of course, we've got the bottom team coming after that. And we've already sold all our tickets seemingly for that game as well. So we'll we'll get a, we'll have a good shout at uh, over at um, what's their ground called nowadays? Oh, I don't know. I've got no idea. I was going to say it's named after ground. a Blackpool pub, isn't it? I think something like that. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, it's Scunthorpe. That, that's um, a yeah. must-win for me. That one. Well, I, yeah, we I should think... win that. If if anything, You've got to. if there's any logic in football, we should win there. Um, and I think um, we should be disappointed if we don't. And we ought to get, you know, two or three goals, it's fair to say. But if we can get something out of the next three games, I think we're, we're, we're then we've still got games in hand going forward. I think we're in a good position to charge into that top three uh, places. I don't think we can focus on the top one. I think we can certainly have ambition to get the second and I'd mm. settle for the third any day. To get, to get top, I think we need to win all ten. Because that, that's yeah. taking six points off of Forest Green. Yeah. You still need yeah. them to slip up. Well, that's well. possible, of course. Yeah, they're, although... they're, they're, they're 10 points ahead of us at the moment and yeah. we haven't played twice. But uh, yeah, don't please, don't, let's not go down that wormhole. Don't torture yourself. Yeah, I mean, if we it, finish third, it. it's been a bloody good season yeah. considering how we made ourselves disadvantaged yeah. for the first third. I'll take mm. seventh. Yeah, I'll, well. No, it's hell, hell. I would well, because it's a, it's a fit, it's a finishing the playoffs and gives us a chance. But I'd rather have seventh than eighth. I'll give you that. Yeah, I'd well, I mean, eighth, but um, I mean, if it, even no. if we just go be that be that team in form going into the into the playoffs. So, you know, if we if we end up with playoffs, you know, if we can get into that in our in our groove again for the last few games, that'll be important. So, like, you know, we go back to the last time we were in playoffs. We were the opposite. Where we dropped out, and I think that's the worst thing. So, I think you've just uh, got yeah, to say to the squad. When do you want your holidays to start, lads? Yeah. Because it's another month after the final game of the season before the playoffs are rolled out to a to a finale. Mm. And That's... that means you've got to stay training all that time. And, you know, you know you, any holiday ambitions you've got, they've gone put on the back burner. I know what I'd want to do as a player. Yeah, me too. Finish uh, finish third at least, bare minimum. Uh, as we say, a point off the playoffs. Every team in the playoffs, this shows how tight it is, all on 63 points at the moment. We've got, um, let's try and work out some maths here, two games in hand on uh, Port Vale in fourth, uh, three games in hand on Newport and Bristol Rovers in fifth and sixth respectively, and uh, the same amount of games over Tramia Rovers in seventh as well. None of those sides incidentally play on Tuesday night, the only side in the rounders that do play are Salford 
who are in 11th, but there's some considerable distance behind us. They're on 56 points. We're at the moment on 62. So it is a huge night in terms of pressure. Let's come back to some more of your guys' comments. Uh, Nathan says, the fitness of the side is showing the late goals we are scoring. I'll never forget when Burton came to Mansfield under Clough and they were the fittest, most organised side I've ever seen. They had no superstars, but won the league. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Chris says, 26 out of 30 points uh, and we are up. Um uh, massive congratulations to Adam Murray as well, who's taking a job abroad uh, today. Um, let's uh, come back to some more comments. Tim says, sounds like Steck, Barry and Macker will be transferring to the Saints <coughs> in the not too distant future. It's very nice to have them. And I think their attitudes contribute to our success. Let's not get wrapped up about who could go where either. They're all Mansfield players playing for one cause whether they're starting, whether they're coming on our subs or whatever. Let's not get wrapped in that. That's not what we need at this stage of the season. We need committed um, thoughts and thoughts only about on the pitch. Um, Murphy needs a goal, says Nathan. He plays some lovely passes. It will come with him. Um, I get what you're saying about Murphy, but Barry was flying, yet he still sits on the bench. Can we afford to carry Murphy until he settles in? Uh, are we not getting close to the end? Um, his shot yesterday was... Um, Awful. Um, keep uh, keep them coming in. Uh, trying to catch up with some now. Uh, Jim says no, no JJ, no good day. I still think yours was was probably better, Clive. To be fair, but I like the rhyme. It's not too bad. Um, JJ's quality will play Rawson instead of Hawkins at the back. Personally, yeah, I can certainly see a, a position later this season where Hawkins goes back up top and it's a back three of O'Toole, Rawson, and Perch. Um, Everyone wishing Mr. <laughs> uh, Mr. Wilson some uh, good thoughts as well. Uh, lots and lots of other ones uh, as well. Uh, Chris says, based on Northampton winning all of their remaining games, Stags need 26 out of 30 points to finish one point above them. It's there for the taking. Uh, uh, who that, that include them beating us then as well? Yeah, well, I'm it guessing. must do, must do. Yeah, it must do, yeah. must do. But uh, no, I don't, I don't <laughs> think we can... Uh, I think we've 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 got uh, the beating of them there. That that uh, would sort of mean if they if they beat us, we've then got to win sort of all those nine, really. I mean, to get to try and to get twenty six points, so that's that'd be that'd be a tough ask. Hey, let's be fair. If if Northampton win all their remaining games, they deserve to go. And yeah, go fair on. play to them. <laughs> but there's there's this yeah there's there's, there's there's still extra on uncatchable. You know, there's there's a lot of teams that are up there and. It's it's tight. So it's turned out to be a very very competitive. League. Isn't it? Isn't it nice to at least be in that? But you know, again, yeah. roll back a few months. Who would have thought we'd be here now? No I'd have been happy to finish in twenty second position uh, yeah. earlier this season. <laughs> Absolutely, that's how, that's how bad how, how things have changed. Yeah, how things have changed uh, indeed, and I think that's an interesting point as well because actually, you look at what only. Two weeks ago, we were sort of sitting here saying, you know, if we can go to um, on the back of the Tranmere game, sort of saying, you know, we all right, we've dropped out of it a little bit. And then the Port Vale, come, the Port vale game comes and we're sort of saying, oh, well, we've dropped down to 10th now, et cetera, et cetera. But just chose two back-to-back wins. We're back up in there. It is so tight. It's, it's in our own hands. And I think, if anything, that little blip, and I use the term lightly, came at the right time. I would have rather have had that with, you know, 14... So games to go than the uh, than three or four games to go, but we just need to focus on the uh, the next game uh, instead, and and hopefully we can uh, go on. And, I'm, a, and get I'm a big believer in rolling form, and I think if you look at the form that we have, 
over the last 10 games compared to any of the other teams over the same period, we've no reason not to be, not to assume that we can do the job. The only thing that worries me a little bit is the level of the performances at, at times it has dropped off quite a bit. So I think it will be interesting, certainly against the likes of Northampton, you know, a team that can who who have got the quality in you to, in to hurt you. Whether that's going to lift our game, you know, make us focus a little bit more and uh, and change our sort of uh, performance levels. I think I think we are going to have to um, certainly get a little bit better for the for the remaining season. I know we've. We've got a couple of late goals in the last few games, last couple of games. But like Clough said, um, that's not going to always be the case. We're not going to get that that lucky ricochet into you know into Lapsley's pass uh, path you know off the post. So um, we have got to fuck our ideas up a little bit for earlier on in the in the game. Yeah, we haven't. I'm going to finish on this question and comment from Greg before we cast our ears back and listen to the highlights from yesterday's game and do podcast predictions. And he says this, this is the best relationship slash connection between the players and fans I've ever seen at Mansfield. And I truly believe that is helping us get through these games. And I'm going to add a little bit to that and say manager and players as well, because even in the Dave era, when, you know, we were flying at the start of the season, it started to drop off. You could sense there was something not quite that right there, the more it went on. But even when we're not playing well in spells in games, I genuinely think that we've got enough about us, Nath, to get at least get a point out of the game. And 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 even if we don't, I've got the feeling that Nigel Clough will, will turn things around and, and put things right. And that's a very, very comfortable thing to be able to say. And I think Greg is spot on with the, with his with his comment there. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, even even earlier in the season when things were go were going rough. Uh, yeah, probably probably bar the Northampton game where it was you know probably the lowest we've ever lowest we've been this season by by a long way. Um, you still sort of had a you could see the the, the belief sort of uh, or, or togetherness in, in the players. You knew that um, you, you, well most of us had belief it would get you know, turned around, and then obviously we've gone on that massive run, which is obviously going to help bring bring people together. Um, and I, and I, I even the even the January transfers, I don't I don't think it's upset things. For me, I, yes, players may have come, could have come in and made a bit more of an impact, but aside from that, you know, I don't think it's upset the, you know, the the, the camaraderie in you know in the <laughs> squad for me. So um, it, it's just added quality. So um, and that's what you need. You need that in a in a, in a promotion contending side. Uh, Rob just adds, apart from some fans booing them off at halftime at Oldham, that is. And, and to be fair, Clive, um, that's why you've added on your name today, the voice of reason. There will always be keyboard worries when things aren't going right. Yeah. What I found uh, what I find interesting, the key statement that we need to remember as we go into these final 10 games is trust in the process. Absolutely. And trust in Clough. Mm. I mean, going back to Murphy for a minute, who knows what Murphy can do better than Clough. Do you think he is deliberately putting a player in, in the team that he has no faith in out of some sort of blind loyalty? It's not his way. He obviously believes he's the right man for the job. Um, I think he's still got to prove that, to be fair. I don't think his performance has been brilliant. I know I'm not trying to say any other. But I do think it's unfair for him to get slated the way that one or two of our fans have done. You've just got to cast your mind back. We had... The, the, we had the Bowery haters, the um, Hewitt haters, the Rawson haters, the Clough haters. They've got to have somebody to have a go at. And it just happens to be Jamie Murphy at the moment. 
That's what I was saying last week. Uh, well, or the other the other day about you know, a lot of loves come Bowery's way, which which I think is is right. He absolutely deserves it, but it seems to be easy for that to happen when there's somebody else to hate, isn't there? It's like somebody else has taken over that role. They always has to be that one person a, a for, for some boy, people. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they, they always has to be that one, even when things are going well, which is which is frustrating. And 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 sort of going back to the, Rob's comment about half time you yeah. know on 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 Saturday you know yes it was you know everybody was frustrated in that first half you know towards the end of that first half but the you know the the the, the boos were unnecessary you know we, we it's, i think the the way we came out of second half the fact that we we came out bright i think was important from the players because then it got everybody the fans going again straight away and i think as soon as we got behind them once again it it, it literally turned everything around as the movie franchise High School Musical used to say, we're all in this together. Uh, LN oh, says, being four that. points off for autos with three points, um, with three games in hand, just shows it's all in our own hands. Uh, <laughs> good to not be so reliant on others dropping points. Uh, Alex says, Murphy's going through a CJ Hamilton type run. Great on the ball, confident going forward. However, he's just missing that final ball to score or make a final pass. Truly believe he'll be key player in these last 10 games. We've got to all stick together and got to focus as we come on to these next games. That's almost all we've got time for tonight. But first, it's time for podcast predictions. We all scored a point. Well, we all scored two points um, apiece on Saturday. So there's no real change uh, in the table. Nathan still remains some way clear uh, at the top, although I'm hoping at some point he's going to do a forest green and it's all going to go drastically wrong for him. Uh, but as you are the leader, uh, you get to go first. Your prediction, please, for Tuesday night's trip to Hartlepool United. Uh, it's going to be another 2-1 win. Um, hopefully not as uh, as crazy as, as, as Saturday, but I mean, I'll take it. 2-1 uh, win. Reese Oates uh, with, with another hammer. The Roadrunner hammer. Uh, <laughs> and ooh, who else shall I put in there? I still think... Um, now I'm going to go for Hawkins. I was going to go O'Toole, but I'm going to go Hawkins. I can tell you that Alan Wilson, who's not with us tonight, has messaged us out his prediction. He's gone for exactly the same. 2-1 win, Oates and Hawkins to score. Clive, you're up next. Well, I was going to do the same, so I've rapidly changed my mind. <laughs> OK. I'm going for 3-1. Oates, Longstaff, Lapsley. Now watch that Longstaff get dropped. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, I'm going to go for... I think it's going to be uh, a narrower... Uh, game than that. I think it's going to be a bum squeaky time 1-0 win and I think rather than uh, it being dramatic and scoring late, I think we might actually score early although you get no points for uh, when goals are actually scored. Who's going to score the goal? I'm going to have to back him again. I'm going to have to, I'm going to, have to go Reese Oates. Um, man in form, got an absolute hammer of a shot. Against his old team. Against his whole, yeah. old team. You know, you can't not back him against his old team. Roy in the comments says 2-2, two, 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 but Roy, you can't get involved in the game in the comments because, Nathan, you've got to do what? Do it via the link. An hour and one minute before kickoff on Tuesday night. The link is in the description. Uh, we'll let you know what Cam predicts later in the week when he is back with us. Um, almost uh, time to, to play the highlights and say goodbye, but a couple of things before we do. Um, 
Thanks so much to everyone getting involved today. Really been a, a great discussion to that. Really, really uh, enjoyed it. Um, the link for for the uh, Mansfield Matters Stag Stories Live is in the description right now. Tickets are on sale. Please go and buy a ticket. If you're a Stag Supporters Association member, you can email us to get that discount code. If you're not, it's just a fiver. It's going to be a fantastic night at uh, One Call Stadium uh, in uh, about four weeks' time, actually, just before uh, that home game towards the back end of the season. Really, really looking forward to it. All of the Mansfield Matters team will be there. Stuart Watkins will be live on the night. Neil Richardson will as well. Andy White will be there. And there'll be some special guests as well, including a very special video message to some Stags fans as well. That's all I can say for now. And the full Stag Stories uh, 0102 Celebration Series is coming soon to your podcast feeds and to your radio feeds. That's almost all we've got time for. Um, usually I would ask for your lessons, but I'm just going to share two lessons at the end of today's Sunday sermon. The first is that we are all in it together. With 10 games to go, we need to stick together and support the boys because it will be one hell of a final 10 games. The final lesson is to Nathan Edge, and that is very, very simple. Never leave early. Here's the tale of the tape, as told by me and Lee Wilson on Mansfield 103.2 on Saturday as the Stags claimed all three points courtesy of George Lapsley, a goal which Nathan Edge missed. You can tell the end of the season is nigh when the sun starts to shine. Nigel Clough's players need to focus this afternoon on Boundary Park and taking home all three points rather than the end of the season. There are still 11 games, including this afternoon, to go for the Stags. And after bouncing back against Rochdale in midweek, they've got a tough test this afternoon here at Boundary Park where they face an Oldham side who have lost their last five games in succession. The Stags make one change from that side which beat Rochdale by a goal to nil in midweek. Jordan Bowery who was the goal scorer on Tuesday night is not in the starting 11. He stays on the bench. The man who goes out is Ryan Sturk. The man who comes in is Kieran Wallace. We are underway Mansfield Town left to right as we kick off Reese Oates as the man who's got us underway and it's O'Toole who gets the ball wide for, Hall, for Hewitt on the right hand side. He's found Longstaff immediately on this near right touchline. Hewitt gets it back and turns gives it back to Longstaff. He looks get up against the older man into the feet of Riso back to Longstaff good from Mansfield now Murphy 30 from goal on the edge of the area central now is Murphy slots it wide left for McLaughlin slightly over hit from Murphy but McLaughlin still gets there turns back inside and finds Perch Oldham yet to touch the ball here is McLaughlin on the left hand side dinks it forward into a pocket of space for Quinn looks to try and roll it in towards the middle and Mansfield after 35 seconds have won the first corner of the game and that was Oldham's first touch to put the ball out of play Stops up against McLaughlin gets the ball in towards Great the area he's headed towards goal and Oldham have scored! It's Davis Keladon who gets the touch from that cross on the right-hand side from Jack Stobbs on 23 minutes. It's Oldham Athletic 1, Mansfield Town 0. That was a great ball from Uzik Stobbs. But McLaughlin's got to do better. I talk about his defending. You know, he's, he's allowed him too easy to run, to get an easy cross under no pressure. And to be fair, it was a good cross and a great header, but you've got to do better there. You've got to defend that. Bambula in possession, but that will be it. Referee blows the whistle and brings an end to a first half where it's been a half of two halves. And since that goal, Mansfield have been second best to absolutely everything. Barry and Perch go forward. Here is Barry. Perch on the touchline. Barry still takes the ball, gives it back to Longstaff. Mansfield in possession. Longstaff, low ball. It falls on the edge of the yes. box. It's gone. Yes. It goes to the back of the net. And Rico scores. What it's an goal. absolute thunderbolt <laughs> from Rico in front. 
front of the Stags fans on 52 minutes out of nowhere Reese Oates the man with the magic boots again Oldham 1 Mansfield 1 oh my god this is this is what's so frustrating about Mansfield they've come out absolutely garbage really really poor garbage all I can say they've kept the ball Reese has done it and he's done one of them thunderbolts what a goal 30 seconds now remaining. Here is Oates on the edge of the box. Reese Oates turns, yes. shoots, oh, yes. and yes. lands in it. Yes! That's your time to George Lamsley gets in there. And scores an all important winning goal for Mansfield Town in front of the jubilant stakes. Oh, my God. to go. Reese Oates has stunned the bolt, cannoned off the post, and it fell for Lamsley, who bundled it into the back of the net. All of Athletic 1. Oh, my God. Town two. Oh my God! Resos has just done a rocketer. Turn it the post, and it's. I'll tell you now, it's written in the stars. It's just come back. It's hit Lapsley and got into the net. Throw down the right hand side. Should be dealt with by Hawking. Yes, <laughs> to the sound of boos from the Oldham fans. But Mansfield Town get a little bit of luck, and that could be a nail in the Oldham coffin. Sometimes you need that little bit of luck to smile on you, and Mansfield Town have got away with it a huge three points in Mansfield's promotion push but a huge blow for Oldham Athletic but look at how much it means to the Mansfield Town bench to the Mansfield Town players and 1,321 jubilant Stags fans absolutely a fantastic result from Mansfield and don't care how you get him but we've got him we've got a massive three points again so George Lapsley's goal seconds before the full-time whistle sent the travelling Stags fans into absolute pandemonium and puts the Stags just a point outside the playoffs and four points off the automatic places with ten games to go. It's all shaping up to be a phenomenal finish and the roller coaster keeps going on Tuesday night as Mansfield Town make the trip up to Hartlepool United. If you can't get, make sure you join me and Lee Wilson for full match commentary on Mansfield 103.2 where Build Up Live from Hartlepool gets underway at 7 o'clock with the all-important team news. Thanks as always for watching and for listening and for getting involved in today's show. Hope you've enjoyed it. Hopefully by the time we speak again, the state will have another three points on board as they quest to make more memories and speaking of memories as we said earlier in the show we're delighted to be partnering with the Stag Supporters Association to celebrate 20 years since the Stag's last promotion from what was the old Division 3 Stuart Watkiss and Neil Richardson the manager and assistant from that time will be joining us live at One Course Stadium on Friday the 22nd of April and your tickets are on sale now SSA members go free everyone else it's just a fiver Come and support this phenomenal event. The link that you need to buy a ticket is in the description. Come along and join us. We hope to see you there. And of course, we will see you later in the week for more Mansfield Madness. Why? Well, quite simply, because moments like Saturday, when that ball hit the back of the net and pandemonium was sparked, just highlights the phrase, Mansfield matters. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.